With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall Bringing forth the written word of God to one and all Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall Listen to the watchman on the wall Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Pastor of New Wine Ministries, great to be with you on this Tuesday. I think we are all feeling a sense of anticipation this morning. I certainly am very, very blessed. I'm wanting to get uh, some information real quick if I can find out exactly where this is. So we are broadcasting on uh, YouTube, and I wanted to make sure I have a good grasp on where that might be. Uh, we should be broadcasting live on New Wine Ministry TV 2022 under Kevin Hauger. I just don't know where that is, um, but there should be a live broadcast somewhere out there under the New Wine Ministry link. So I just don't know how to give you that link right now, and I apologize for that. But we are broadcasting on Facebook under the Omega Radio page, and we are also broadcasting on Rev Media TV at www.omegaradio.org under the watch live or listen live tab. Also, um, I think that's it. And we've been caboodled on two of the YouTube channels, but we are on another one. And I'm just not sure where Kevin Hauger channel is or New Wine Ministry 
2022 um, is, but we certainly are broadcasting where we are right now, which is always good. And what I'd like to do is come up and share uh, a little post right now. I think this is important to get this up there right away. And so let's get this prayer number up there right now. Through So throughout the broadcast, um, let's, let's kind of edit this little guy. Uh, so here we go, and here we go, and you got to love it. you got to love it. Oh, it didn't work. What happened? Edit. Okay, so you got to delete that, and then we're going to save that, and then we're going to send that. Boom. There it is. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Going to have a great day today. We're going to talk about amazing things. I hope you have your Bible out. I hope you're hungry. I hope you're thirsting for the righteousness of God. I can't wait to get into this message. Um, And there's a lot to share. And so we're going to wait for our friends to gather together. We're looking for on YouTube right now. uh, We are looking for our new wine ministry 2022 we are on youtube somewhere today i just don't know exactly where we are so if i maybe go this way and look i'm going to take a risk at getting people uh let's see if i can find something there uh there it is i see something going on there he endures to the end there it is it's live right now so if you want to find us yep there we are okay so just go to kevin hauger to find us on YouTube today. Let me put that banner in there, create a banner uh, to see us on YouTube. Go to uh, Kevin Hauger. All right, add the banner and put it on the screen. So if you're interested in viewing us on YouTube, uh, and maybe somebody could test this out. It would be great. On YouTube, just type in Kevin Hauger, H-A-U-G-E-R. I just did, and we're certainly live there right now. So uh, go on over there. I would appreciate it. <clears throat> Omega Radio, got it, got it. Okay, got it, got it. Looking good. Uh, Omega Radio looking, got it. Okay, fabulous. So, yeah, this is really good. YouTube, if you want to view us on YouTube, if you want to get that information out there, I didn't know where it was until right now. I just typed in Kevin Hauger, as you can see on the screen right now, and that's where you can find us on YouTube at this time. <clears throat> A quick note before we get going today, um, because this is this is relevant. The things we're going to talk about today are relevant, and um, we're just going to allow Holy Spirit to have his way. And I'd like to pray right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for overseeing the mechanics of this broadcast. And I thank you even more so that you will oversee the message. I thank you for the Holy Spirit of truth. And I ask you to protect our listeners and to protect the ministry that's bringing forth the message today. And I thank you for your blessing on it. Holy Spirit, have your way. Impart revelation, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge to every heart and mind that is seeking the truth and desiring to know what time it is in the hour in which we live. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, all right, to see us on YouTube, go to Kevin Hauger. That's a good thing to start, good place to start. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, 
We're going to get into this. The very first thing, I, I have scripture that I want to get into. And um, why don't we begin there? Let's begin with scripture. So I want to go to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. And we're going to ver- read verses 1, 2, and 3. Matthew 16, 1, 2, and 3. Here's what we read. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, when it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, you hypocrites. You can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Now, when I woke up this morning around 6 a.m., and I walked out into our living room, I looked out our windows, And it was the most beautiful sky one could ever imagine. It was red. It was orange. It was absolutely beautiful. And immediately the Holy Spirit reminded me of this scripture. And it was Jesus talking about, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and lowering, right? And means ominous or gloomy, a lot of clouds, storm clouds. And Jesus, at his time, in his generation, spoke to the people around him and said, you know, you have worldly wisdom, and you're able to interpret what the weather is going to be like, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. And he called them hypocrites. He called them hypocrites. And what I want to do is look at that word hypocrite, and I'll I'll share the screen with you. In, uh, let me get in there and share this up. Praise God. So we'll share the screen. We'll share the screen. And we're going to go over here and we're going to get to this study on the word hypocrite. We're going to share it. And there it is. All right. So the word hypocrite, if we were to travel down here, I like to go to my Strong's Concordance. And uh, let me broaden this up here. Let me uh, just kind of. No, no, stop sharing. We want to get the whole screen if we can. All right, so the word hypocrite, let's go here. Let's go here. Okay, so the word hypocrite, which is right in this section, I guess they've got it showing right here. There you go. I'm touching that little thing there. You can see that. So it's the hypocrites, and the word hypocrite means an actor under an assumed character, a stage player. Okay, I don't know if you can see that or not. I want to definitely bring that out. Okay, but then I won't be able to get to the other one. But it's right here, an actor under an assumed character, stage player, uh, figuratively a dissembler or a hypocrite. And what I need to do now is exit the full screen and go down a little bit further in the definition and pick it up here. Um, And I like this. Uh, Let's go here. This is now referring to one who answers an interpreter, an actor or a stage player, a pretender, 
a dissembler and a pretender. So according to the definition, Jesus was saying to the people of his day, you're just actors on a stage. You're assuming a character that's not your own. You're pretending to be wanting to know. You're pretending to care about things concerning himself, Christ, or, you know, what, what things may be. He said, but you're really pretending. You're only a stage player. Um, you're, you're, not, you're not being the real deal here. So I want to go back into the definition, and when you look at this word again, the hypocrites, it comes from another word, and I, I always like to refer to that. So it comes from a deeper root word, and let's get down to it. So the deeper root word, uh, let's go here, and here it is. And I thought this was kind of important, so let's put it out there. And let's get to the full screen. So the root word is the me. Okay, nobody will remember that. But it means to decide. Uh, it means to speak or act under a false part. Again, figuratively, a dissemble and to pretend, feign. So here, the hypocrite, the actor on the stage, is speaking, deciding, acting under a false part part. It's not real. It's pretend. Okay. And then you go down a little bit further here. Let me grab this definition. And this I thought was very interesting. And I'll bring it back up on the top here. And what do we have? Right over here, it means to take up another's statements in reference to what one has decided for oneself. And I want to refer to some of my notes here that I put out. Um, <clears throat> It means to impersonate, and you see that right here, to impersonate anyone or to play a part, a feigned or simulated or pretentious part, uh, to take up another statements in reference to what one has decided for oneself. All right, so you put the definition together, and it's all about something that's not real. It's not genuine. It's not sincere. Jesus was talking to his generation, and he was saying to them, you know, and all their questions and all their, you know, uh, confrontations and oppositions and attempts to undermine the Lord, okay, and his word and his message. Um, they were acting as though they cared, but they really didn't care. They were acting as though they were interested, but they really weren't interested in knowing the truth. And Jesus is bringing this out, and he's telling them, again, in the definition, and I want to get back to this here the actual scripture itself, because it brings up another point. He said, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Let's look at the signs of the times for just a moment. Let's get up the word and let's bring the definition. And so I'm going to make the screen large again. So the definition of the signs of the times, that's saying there, the signs of the times, is simply an indication, it's right here, an indication, especially ceremonially or supernaturally, it's a miracle, a sign, a token, a wonder, okay? And then we go down just a little bit in that definition, and we go down to this, and I thought this was brilliant. All right, this here, again, this is what Jesus was referring to as a sign of the times, or the signs of the times. He says... Um, let me take that just a little bit further down here. It's going to be important to get this all in there. There you go. And then it says in the definition, 
assign a mark a token, that by which a person or a thing is distinguished from others and is known. It speaks of signs portending remarkable events soon to come. But this is important. A sign of the time of miracles and wonders by which God authenticates the men sent by him or by which men prove that the cause they are pleading is God's. I thought that was very powerful. So there's a scripture, and I want to bring you to it. So just notice here that it is a, it is a, uh, a miracle or a wonder by which God authenticates the men sent by him or by which men prove that the cause they are pleading is God's. So here is something very interesting. You might, uh, you know, I, I thought this was powerful, and I'm just going to read it, and it's out of a, uh, a scripture here. Let me bring the scripture up in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18. So if you go to Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18, if I were to do that, I could put that on the screen, no problem. And we'll go to, uh, let's see. Signs and four. All right. So it's better to put it up on the screen while we have it. Um, But, of course, I don't have it. So let's read it in Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8. We'll make the connection here in just a moment. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18 says, Behold, I and the children... Whom the Lord has given me, I and the children whom the Lord has given me, are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwells in Mount Zion. So the people that the prophet Isaiah are referring to, the people were themselves, were for signs and for wonders in Israel. That's under the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah. So again, Isaiah 8.18, I'd love to bring it up on the the screen for you, just so you could see it. Uh, Signs and for wonders, so I don't know why it didn't come up here. Um, For signs and for wonders, signs and for wonders. Hmm. Oh, I forgot the yes. Hello. All right, so there you go. There it is. So let's bring it up on the screen. And uh, just kind of put it up there for a second. Here we go. So there's the scripture, Isaiah 8.18. All right. So let's get our lows here a little bit, a little vamanos. That should have taken care of everything. All right. So Isaiah 8.18, behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, and uh, which dwells in Mount Zion. So for signs here. We'd have to get back into the definition. The word for signs in the Hebrew is the ot, and that comes really all the way to the beginning of Genesis 1.14, which means an appearing, a signal, a flag, a beacon, a monument, an omen, a prodigy, an evidence. So the people of God themselves are for signs and wonders. All right, so let's get back to normal here for just a second. Now, A sign, I like this, 
is an indication or a prodigy or a portent. It is an unusual occurrence transcending the common course of nature. So anything that transcends the common course of nature is a sign. It's a wonder of sorts. So I want to talk more about this. So we're, we're getting somewhere. Believe me, I just want to lay a little foundation. Let's go to the Gospel of Luke. Let's go to the Gospel of Luke. And I want to read out of Luke chapter 12, verse 49. So let's go to Luke 12. 49. And we read these words by the master himself, Luke 12, 49. And this is, this is very interesting. It's very powerful. It's something you hear a little bit of, but you don't hear a lot of. And I think it's going to really, you know, integrate with where we are in the season that we are living in right now. So Luke chapter 12, verse 49, these are the words of Jesus, the Christ himself. He said, I am come to send fire on the earth, and what will I if it be already kindled? He said, but I have a baptism to be baptized with. Of course, that is his crucifixion, right? And how am I straightened till it be accomplished? Man, I'm carrying the the intensity of what I'm about to be baptized with. It's running deep. And I am straightened in my bowels, if you will, until it's accomplished or finished. And then in verse 51, Jesus said, Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. And if he said that to you, what would your answer be? If he said to you, you, do you suppose, is it your thought, your understanding, your idea, your belief that I came to bring peace on earth? Well, he answers the question for them. The answer is no, or in this, in this King James, nay, but rather division. Jesus Christ knew that his life, his existence, his message would bring division on the earth. It's not coming from a nasty heart of a divisive demonic spirit. It's coming from a revelation. It's coming from an understanding. It is coming from a reality that the Christ, Yeshua, Jesus, and the message that he brought is divisive. And when Christians try to temper the message so it's palatable for the world, they are in error. The Christian message or the Yeshua message or the Messiah's message, those who carry that message, those who share that message, are going to bring fire. They are going to bring division. And so the idea of this placid normality of preaching Jesus to be palatable to a world that is dying in its sin is not the right message. What Yeshua said is the message that I am going to preach, the message that I am bringing to the earth, the person that I am, who I am, is going to bring division all over the world. Because I do not have a worldly message for worldly people who are dying in their sin. I have a message from heaven. And that message will bring salvation to those who will receive it, 
But my message is not greasy grace. My message is not once saved, always saved. My message is not escapism from the troubles and hardships that are coming on the earth or are already here and have been here since the fall of man. No, my message is a hardcore medicine that only those who receive it will be healed and saved and delivered. So Jesus is saying, don't think in your heart I came to bring peace. I'm telling you, my message is not going to bring world peace to a stubborn world, to a resistant world, to a rebellious world, to a world that wants to do it its own way. He's saying the message I bring is going to bring peace. It's it's not going to bring peace. It's going to bring division. And then he went on to say, for from henceforth, in other words, from 2,000 years ago when the Lord spoke these words, he said, from now on, there shall be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father. The mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother. The mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Why? Because he's saying, whoever brings my truth, whoever brings my message into an environment of five people, it's going to divide three against two and two against three. It's going to divide the father from the son and the son from the father, the mother from the daughter, the daughter from the mother, the mother-in-law from the daughter-in-law. And so Jesus is saying, now, if you want five people in that home to be at peace, then compromise the word. Compromise the message. Bring the message down to a placidity of solical, let's get together and let's get along, which is not the true message. But if you want to be at peace with the people in your house, the people in your neighborhood, the people in your church, the people in the world, the people in whatever environment you're in, then just compromise the word. Bring, you know, take that tension out of the word. You see, the true message of Christ has a tension to it. It, it, it is a straightened message. It is a narrow message. And when, if you take the tension out, you can make it more pliable. But Jesus said the message, the true message of the gospel to the world, is a message of tension, and you have to be willing to receive it in order to allow for that message to bring healing to your spirit, soul, and body. But what people have a tendency to do is to take the message, the true message, the unadulterated message, the pure message, and they lukewarm it. They water it down. They mix the water with the wine or the wine with the water because they want this this so-called peace That's why they want a one-world religion. Come on, everybody, take the tension of Christ's message and integrate it with the message of Islam. Integrate it with the message of Hinduism and Buddhism and Judaism. No, the message of Christ cannot mix these of world religion or the philosophies of Hinduism or Buddhism or any other Shintoism or any other ism in the world. There is no mix with the message of Christ. It is singular. It is outstanding or standing apart from every other message in the world. And you cannot mix the message of Christ with anything. And in its raw reality, it will divide. And the church is afraid 
to share that message. And this is why the world is in the condition that it's in. Now, Jesus went on to say, I'm going to get back to my notes here for just a moment and get my scriptures. He went on to say, oh, I didn't go all the way to 56 yet. So let's go to verse 54 in Luke chapter 12. And he said to the people, when you see a cloud rise out of the west, straightway you say, there comes a shower, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be heat, and it comes to pass. You hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern this time? You know what a hypocrite is? It's somebody who pretends to be interested in end-time Bible prophecy, but in reality is not because when they hear the message, they do nothing to prepare for it. That's a hard word, but that's what Jesus said. You're being hypocritical. You're a pretender. You're taking what other people said and applying it to yourself and acting like it's yours, but it's really not because you don't do a thing to prepare for what is coming. You argue, you ask questions, you debate, but you do nothing to prepare. That's what he's dealing with. The pretentious, hypocritical heart and mind of pretenders. Oh, I pretend I believe in the end times. I pretend I believe the Antichrist is coming. I pretend I believe we're in the the beginning of sorrows. I pretend I believe that there are birth pangs. I pretend I believe that the great tribulation is coming. I pretend I believe that a mark of the beast is coming because I get around people that say it and I talk about it. I ask questions, but I've done nothing to prepare for it. These are hypocrites, pretenders, actors on a stage, assuming someone else's character, someone else's message. Oh, I like their message, so I'm going to assume it as my own, but you don't respond to the message. That reveals the hypocrisy. That reveals the hypocrisy. At least people who believe in a pre-trib rapture are more true to their belief than most people who proclaim and believe or say they believe that the great tribulation is coming. You see, the people in the pre-trib rapture believe they do exactly what they say they believe. Nothing. They do nothing to prepare food and water and shelter. In fact, they scoff at it and mock it. That's what you're supposed to do. If you really believe in a pre-trib rapture, you should mock and scoff at all the people that are preparing because they're so ridiculous, right? But we have found in Scripture that there's no such thing as a pre-trib rapture. So you have people that believe something that actually show their belief by ridiculing the other but are deceived themselves. Jesus went on to say, and I want to, I want to turn the page a little bit right now. I want to go to Matthew chapter 10. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. We're getting somewhere. We're just getting warmed up right now, okay? Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. We're going to hit this, and it's the Lord saying it, but I don't think very many people read these scriptures in, their, in the Gospels. Matthew 10, 32. 
Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. So a pretender, a hypocrite, a person assuming another person's character but is not their own, assumes their identity, their belief, their message, but it's not really in their heart. It's not their own. They just like it, so they go with it. What will wind up happening is they will not confess Jesus Christ when the time of pressure comes. They will, in fact, deny him. They will, in fact, deny that they even know him. Listen to what Jesus said. Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men from their own hearts, in their own reality and truth, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. So when the time comes of pressure and consternation and tribulation and and persecution and suffering for the cause of Christ, for which we say we believe, people will begin to deny Christ. They will stop confessing they know him. I don't know anything about that. That's not my real reality. See, they blinded themselves with their own deceptions because they like somebody else's message, but it's not really theirs. Therefore, they don't do anything. So they're all along, they think they're with the group that believes and they're supposedly involved. Yeah, I like it. But when the real persecution comes, they're going to abandon. They're going to wake up and go, oh, I don't believe that. That's not my truth. That's not my truth. Then Jesus said in 34, think not that I am come to send peace on earth. Don't think. He said it again, that I am coming to send peace on earth. I did not come to send peace. Listen to what he says. I came not to send peace, but a sword. And that answers to what he said in Luke, division. So he didn't come to send peace on earth. His message does not bring peace to the world. It only brings peace to those who receive his message, which separates them from the world. It divides them from the world. So anybody that is in the world and says they're a Christian are not real because the message of Christ separates from the world, the flesh, and the demonic realms. That's what he said. So think not that I am come to send peace on earth. A lot of people think Jesus Jesus brought peace. Well, now the angels were crying when he was born as a baby. uh, uh, You know, peace on earth, peace on earth. Well, he is the prince of peace. He was born the prince of peace. His message will bring peace to those who receive it. But he also now is balancing the word, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. I'm not bringing peace to a rebellious, obstinate world that rejects me and just wants to pick and choose my message or temper my message or water my message down. No, I'll bring peace and medication as a great physician to those who receive the truth that will pierce their hearts, that will pierce their souls 
that will convince them and convict them of the corruption and the judgment and the condemnation that's on their life for being a sinful human being, which all are. And that message, if it does not provoke the conscience that a man would cry out like the Apostle Paul and say, oh, wretched man that I am, rotten to the core. And I wonder how much of the gospel today is pointing to the rotten to the core message that all human beings need to become identified with. Because not a human being on the planet that's not rotten to the core. Every little baby right now in its mother's womb, every little baby being coddled by its mother's arms, in their core they are rotten, and that's the truth. They're absolutely rotten. Their nature is rotten, and it takes time for it to become a reality. Whether they're good people or bad people, the, the human nature is rotten to the core. And, and that is the message of Jesus Christ. And yet the world wants to say, oh, I'm not rotten. The homosexual says, I'm not rotten. The lesbian says, I'm not rotten. The people, the sinners of the world, I'm not rotten. The abortionist, I'm not rotten. Everybody's saying, I'm not rotten. I'm good. No, you're rotten. Every human being, rotten to the core. That's a reality. When we get that reality and we cry out for God to save us from that condition, now we get born again. Our sins are forgiven. Our rotten human nature is now crucified with Christ on the cross. That old nature is now to be reckoned dead. We get a brand new nature so that we can live a brand new life and we can become everything God originally intended us to be. And this is the journey and the glory of the pioneering spirit in the sons and daughters of God Almighty. Jesus went on to say, I came not to send peace but a sword, for I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that takes not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. He that receives you, who are just like Jesus said, okay, the ones who confess Christ in truth, receive the message. He who receives you receives me. He that receives me receives him that sent me. Praise God, the Father. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water, only in the name of a disciple. Verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Jesus Christ, his message, separates everything. That rotten, sin-sick world that you and I were once part of, we have been separated from it. And we are not to do anything to that sin-sick world, but to declare the truth of its reality and its condition. We are to declare to the world how sin-sick it is. We talk about it all the time in, 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 a, in a very broad way. We talk about the insanity going on in politics, the insanity going on in legislation, 
the insanity coming out of Hollywood, the insanity in the movie industry, the insanity of LGBTQ community, the insanity of, a, of all that we see going on in our world. We say it all the time. Well, what it is, it is a sin-sick world. It is condemned. It is rotten to the core. And you and I were once in it. But the message of Christ separated like a sharp separation. And we were set apart. Now the church is trying to be like the world, soften the message, make the world think, oh, God loves you because you're so fluffy and good. That's not the message. So I want to go into something else. Yeah, I could go to Micah chapter 7. So let, let me shift for just a moment. Let me shift. A few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I shared with you on this podcast. You can go back and listen to it. I shared it several times that I had a dream. And in my dream, I was sitting at a bench and there were people with white T-shirts on and I was ministering to them in this particular dream. And then something happened where everybody disappeared and the scene changed, but somebody had left the phone behind. And I was looking through the phone and I kept seeing this little black pawn, like on a chessboard next to a particular number. So I remember hitting that number and I was immediately transported to a parking lot of a grocery store. And I told you that the grocery store inside, it had food, tons of food. But as I was walking through the parking lot, people were devastated. Do you remember the dream? They were devastated. I was walking, and then I saw in the store blood. Something happened. Do you remember the dream? In Buffalo, New York, Saturday, two days ago, An 18-year-old young man drove nearly 200 miles into Buffalo and shot and killed 10 people and wounded three in a grocery store. It was in a grocery store. I'm telling you this for a reason. That dream was probably three weeks ago, maybe three and a half weeks ago, and now it was fulfilled. Other dreams that we have had have been fulfilled within 24 hours. Some took 14 months, like the dream of Joe Biden winning the election fraudulently when he was all nervous about it. These dreams, they come and they are fulfilled in a particular time frame. I have been warning now for the same amount of time, the last several weeks, of a great birth pang that was going to hit the world. What happened in Buffalo is not that birth pang. That is the fulfilling of a dream from three and a half weeks ago about a grocery store shooting where there was blood and people in the parking lot devastated. I think it was just fulfilled. The birth pang that is coming on this earth, if you can't see it yet, if you're still like Jesus, uh, you can't discern the signs of the times, then that hypocrisy is blinding you. You see, we are telling the truth. We are in the Holy Spirit of the living God. We are preaching the prophetic word of God, and the devil don't like it, the world don't like it, 
and lukewarm Christians who are compromised don't like it, but those who love the truth love it. And that's a reality. We are telling the truth of God Almighty. Our message is his message without lukewarming it, mixing it, or tempering it. We fear the Lord and will not touch his message. We will preach it the way he wanted it preached. Now, this birth pang that is on the way, right now you have a racial tension that just got very strong. Now, a woman, what a contraction is, it is when the muscles tighten and then they release. The muscles tighten and then they release. This is a birth pang. This is a contraction. And what just happened in Buffalo was a tightening of the racial muscle, the racial tension, the racial muscle has just contracted with this event in all over the world now. These young black men and these young black women are saying, there's a white boy came into our neighborhood and killed 10 of our people. Retribution, vengeance. They're not listening to vengeance is mine, say at the Lord. No, it is stirring. And the politicians who are the greatest hypocrites, the greatest liars and pretenders on the world stage, the greatest of the hypocrites and the hypocrisy is coming from the news media and from politicians and the people. Okay, so I just want to, I just want to make this clear. I want to say it again. A contraction, I've been talking about it for weeks, Spirit of God telling me, a major birth pang is coming. It's going to shake the earth. And a new season of acceleration of contractions is on the way. But it's going to begin with a big one. Well, you just saw a contraction. And you couple this contraction of racism, black on white, white on black, black on Asian, Asian on black, you know, the cartels, the MS-13, I'm talking about the ethnos, the nation, the race against race. You just saw a contraction, and it's going to be a very powerful. It hasn't relaxed. You see, a contraction, a woman's, her muscle goes into tension, and it, the contraction, the pain is as long as there until it releases. You have just begun to see the beginning of a contraction, not only with what happened in Buffalo, but what happened in Washington, D.C. with the leak of the abortion issue. I know you've heard it. I know you know it. But it is worth repeating. Two witnesses. Two is a number of witnesses. Two signs. Two signs have just shown up before your mind. And it was foretold before they came. We were talking about a massive labor pain. And then we associated, because right after we said it, came the abortion issue, the leak. It was foretold by the Holy Spirit behind this pulpit. We were not preaching peace and safety. We were not saying America's going to be well. We were not saying there's going to be a great comeback of politicians. We have never said that because we are staying consistent with the message of Jesus. He is not going to bring peace to America. 
who defies him and blasphemes him and how anybody could call themselves a prophet and declare peace and safety is absolutely amazing to my mind and heart. No, before the leak came, God had me by the Spirit declaring a massive birth pang is coming. And then we associated a woman in travail with the abortion issue. Abortion, kill the baby. A woman in travail, see, it's all connected. The pang, the, the contraction was the abortion, which is bringing division against anti-abortion and pro-abortion. And then immediately on the heels of this, a dream had been given to me weeks ago about a store shooting that brought now racial tension. You have two signs, the abortion laws and the racial shooting. And now the news media is saying, if you're a mainstream Republican, you're part of the problem if you don't cry out. Now, listen, here's a reality. I don't know if several months ago, a black man took his car, his SUV vehicle, in Wisconsin during a parade, and he drove through the parade and killed white people. Fair enough, right? The black man who was part of an anti-white movement, according to his own Facebook pages, he didn't like things the way they were going on, a racially motivated Mass murder in Wisconsin by a black man predominantly killing white people. The news media on the left barely said a word about it. Now a white man kills black people. Tension is going off the charts. You didn't have the racial tension flare up from the right, from the white community, You didn't see anybody going and doing anything crazy until just now. But my point is, it's happening on both sides. It's happening on both sides. A lot of people in this country and around the world watched Black Lives Matter movement during 2020 and 2021, along with Antifa, do some very deadly, vicious, violent things. They watched Did you notice there was no response in retaliation except people that rallied to their president on January 6, 2021? But did you notice there was no violence there except for what happened on the Capitol building with a few hundred people where the police were letting them in and the police were waving them in and they they went in and they didn't set any fires. They didn't shoot anybody. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't damage anything. They broke some windows. But was that worse than what was happening for an entire year in 2020 and 2021? Come on, let's put it in perspective for the majority of people in this country. Nobody did a thing in response to the evil that was manifesting in our city streets, burnings, shootings, looting, violence. It was horrible. So here we are now. Two major signs have just hit the earth. And both of them are the beginning of this contraction. I was saying the other day 
that this woman is going to scream so loud because of the violent pain she is going to feel by this tightening and the tightening of the muscles of racism and the abortion issue are now happening simultaneously. And where is it going to lead? The scream, the screech of this pain is going to hit this earth. It's going to hit this nation. It's going to hit this nation. And the wail of this cry, this is what God has been saying. We're not making this up. We're not pretending. This is what God has revealed, even in a dream that a store shooting happened, has now been fulfilled. So now it's all about the timing. These two events, abortion and racism, have just contracted. Whoa, it just got tight. It's gotten very tight. Should we forget? No. Should we be deceived and put under a spell by the left's narrative? No. Racism has always been a problem and always will be a problem, no matter how hard you try to eradicate it. In fact, Jesus said in the last days, racism would be rampant and not controlled. You are not going to be able, nobody is going to be able to control the racism of the unredeemed nations of the earth. Now, if you're born again and and there's racism in you, it needs to be cleaned up. It needs to be cleaned out because there's no place for racism in the body of Christ or in the kingdom of God. And yet we've all been intimidated in one way or another. White men have intimidated black men and black men have intimidated white men. And that intimidation takes root in the soul. It produces fear and a response to the people that are different than us. And that is a simple reality. But the Christian man, whether white or black, needs to deal with that by casting out the spirit of racism from themselves. You're not going to do it in this world. Every young black boy, every young white boy that are growing up right now in the environment that Satan has created, they are being used like pawns. Remember in that dream? There was a black pawn, and then when I hit it, I was at the grocery store. Well, you have a young boy going to a black community, and I have a sense that you're going to start seeing retaliation like we've never seen before. In other words, the world you and I are living in today in America is a more dangerous place than it has ever been. I suspect during parades. I suspect during mall outings. I suspect during concerts. I suspect out on the beach. I suspect in different places, different motifs, everywhere you're going to see retaliation coming from an unregenerate, unredeemed world. You're going to continue to hear Christians call for peace, peace, but there will be no peace. You have to know what time it is. There will be no end to racism. Jesus said, That in the last days, nation, ethnos, race, would rise against race. And he never said it would be subdued. It's a reality. It's an unfortunate reality because of the sin of mankind. Now, if you want to escape it, there's only one way out. It is through Jesus Christ. There's, There's religious racism. Muslims, the religion of peace. They hate the Jews and Christians, their own 
you're a true Muslim, you've got to read your own Quran and your Hadith. And I have a sense that the Islamic beast is ready to rise. I see a few horns coming out of Islam ready to start daggering. Get ready for that. Already in Jerusalem, Israel, just last night and overnight, 28 people were wounded or killed. I forget. i got to get the number. I just saw this passing through. This is a reality of the world you live in. And now you talk about being led by the Holy Spirit. You talk about having discernment. You're going to need it now more than you've ever needed it before. World Trade Center, 9-11, 2001. Three, they said now 4,000, 5,000. The real numbers only God knows. A lot of people were killed because they walked into a building not knowing that that was going to be the day of their death. That was going to be their coffin. That twin tower destruction killed thousands of people. The people that in 2004 that were in another part of the world were three, Indonesia, 300,000 people were killed, not by racism, not by terrorism, not by Muslims, but by a tsunami, a wave that killed over 300,000 people. We could go on down the list. I'm telling you, life is a vapor. You need to know what time it is. You need to stop playing a hypocrite if you are, if you're being a pretentious person, pretending to believe in the end times. If it's not real for you now, I pray to God that your eyes are opening so that you could repent and just become ice cold rather than being a hypocrite, lukewarm. I'm one foot in, one foot out. If it gets too hot, I'm going to go over here. Get rid of it because it's doom and God will vomit you out of his mouth. You're either all into this moment or you are not all in. And if you're not convinced yet, then you are, there's something wrong with you. If you're not convinced you're living in the biblical end times and that God is true and let every man be a liar, you have a problem and you better work it out. And you've got to say, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, we've been telling you for how many years what you're supposed to do. It is a preparation of the spirit, soul, and body. And if you neglect any one of those areas, you're vulnerable to becoming a betrayer. You're vulnerable to falling away. You're vulnerable. I'm telling you, every one of us have been called to prepare spirit. That means getting your spirit energized with the word of God, infused with the spirit of the living God. That relationship must be intact so that you could live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, have gifts of the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit. The next part you have to clean up is your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, your memories, your thoughts. And if your soul is just constantly under friction, under tension, if your soul is vexed and fearful and annoyed, and <clears throat> if it's irritated and it's, uh, you know, just worried and anxious, and it's, it's a factory of evil thinking and terrible thoughts and double-mindedness. And that soul has to get cleaned up because the events that are coming on the earth are going to come right for the soul. And if you don't have a strong spiritual life and you haven't been using your strong spiritual life to tend to your soul, your weak, decrepit soul, and getting it cleaned up and filled with light and glory and the word and truth and Holy Spirit and becoming sober, your, your soul is going to be the target. 
And then you have to prepare your physical body. You're not supposed to be killing yourself eating junk food. You're supposed to be taking care of your body, having food in store, having water in store, having backpacks in your trunk and in your, a bug out bag somewhere in your home, a place to go, a community of believers that are like-minded. But don't be hypocritical because I'm telling you, you won't make it to where the true saints are going to be spared and protected by God in this time. This is the message. This is the message. What's happening on this broadcast is real. So I suspect the devil hates my guts. I suspect that the devil will do everything in his power to undermine this ministry. Like nobody, there have been three people that have given in over a month again to the work that we're doing here. We're not trying to get rich, and you don't hear me pushing. But I think it's awfully interesting that we spend almost two hours every day, four days a week, just on here, plus Saturday, plus Sunday, plus our Bible studies, right? But that's our church, and they're awesome. On this radio broadcast that three people outside of our church would actually give to this ministry, three. But I understand it. The devil wants to discourage me. He wants me to say, you know what? Nobody cares. Get off the air. But God won't let it happen. Why? Because it's truth. It's the continuum of what a true prophet or a true prophetic ministry is in the economy of God. They don't ebb and flow with every wind that comes. They don't say, oh, peace and safety, because that's the tide of what people want. They don't flow, okay, it's hard now. Oh, it's going to be, they don't go with that. They preach the message, period. And that's what we do. And so I'm not shocked anymore. I was, I was blown away. I couldn't imagine why we weren't getting support from without, but we now understand it and it's totally cool and we will do whatever God tells us to do, whether or not people give to it until he tells us not to. Okay, I've got a message coming in. All right, so there was one murder of a woman when they opened the doors of the Capitol and let them in by a security guard, loved the fruit of the spirit and is a gentleness. Okay, so is gentleness. Okay, so Patricia told me to be more gentle. Okay, the only murder, and some people died, but the only murder that took place on January 6th is when a black security guard, just putting the facts, whoever the name is, shot a white woman, this Babbitt. That was the only murder that happened on that day. A man shot a woman, a security guard shot a woman, totally against protocol. Maybe his own fears. Maybe it was racially motivated. Maybe it was his own tension against these white people coming in while others were waving them on in. Come on in. Come on in. Yeah, the hypocrisy, the deception is off the charts. Listen, these times are real. And I, and I declare unto you again, these two contractions not until the scream and the screech of this woman is heard is this going away. Tension, tension, contraction, contraction. And yet there are so many people in the body of Christ. No one my notes went. There's so many people in the body of Christ 
I think are pretending. I think they're pretending. They're living in cities that are going to erupt on fire, but they're not leaving. Now, if they're not leaving because the Holy Spirit told them not to leave, that's one thing. But the lingering lots of this moment are going to prove to be caught in the same snare that Lot was. They're going to flee with nothing on their backs. They're going to have an argument even with angels. Angels gave instruction to Lot, but he said, no, I think it's better over here. These people are so self-centered in their thinking. They're not listening to God's message. They're not listening to God's spirit. So they just stay where they're at waiting for something to happen. Bad deal. Really bad deal. You got to get up to where Abraham is if you're a true covenant believer. Warfare is everywhere. Spiritual warfare. It's real. Spiritual warfare is real. I think I'm running out of anything I need to say. I think I've said everything that was in my heart. If I remember, I'll bring it back. But I'd like to hear from you. I want to open the telephone lines up. You normally will have somebody like uh, Kathy and Brian tomorrow on the air with me. You'll have Pastor Jeff Bass, Lord willing, on Thursday will be with me. Brother Don Huddle will be with me on Friday. But what about you, the voice of many waters? What, are, what is your thought? What would you like to say? What would you like to add to the conversation? You could do it by simply going to area code 818-369-0326. 818-369-0326 is the number to call. Um, I also want to put a phone number on there for prayer. Right now, you're sitting there. You're going, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified by what I just heard. You need to call that number on your screen and get that fear out of your heart. You and I must eradicate fear out of our hearts. And the twin sister of fear is offense or unforgiveness. These are two spirits, a spirit of fear and a spirit of offense. Both are going to be used intensely in the last days, according to Scripture, to undermine the saints. Offense that may come out of a bitter root, rejection, unforgiveness, and offense. They kind of walk hand in hand. And a bitter root and rejection are very powerful. These nest together, these spirits. We know this. But you've got to deal with it. Fear. If you're afraid today, listen to me. This is a word of knowledge for someone right now. This is a word of knowledge for you by the spirit of the living God. If you live in panic or fear, if you have worry and anxiety because you're not prepared, if you have unforgiveness in your heart towards anybody, somebody has offended you, call that number. You're trying to get rid of it, but you can't, right? I don't want to be this way. I know it's wrong, but it's in me. It's in my cross. Call the number for intercessory prayer. 479-233-3000. 479-233-3774. I love that. Triple threes and double sevens. That's a full house of the third day and the seventh day. I call for prayer. If you need prayer, if there's a situation with a spouse, there's a situation with family or friends, 
And, and again, this is not for the new wine ministry family, okay? This is for those of you who listen to this broadcast who are not able to join us in our ecclesia in person. But you're out there today. You're listening today. You're hearing this message today. And I would say in compassion to the world in which we live, listen, you are sin sick. You are corrupt. You are rotten to the core, but so was I. And so were millions of other men and women around the world. We have all been a part of what you're now a part of. And our message, which is God's message, which is Christ's message, which is the biblical message that we send in your direction is not intended to make you feel good about your death. Because that won't help you. My prayer to God in my heart because of the seriousness of this moment is not just to rail upon a sin-sick world that's condemned to eternal damnation. It's to tell the truth so that they might believe and wake up and repent and turn from it and find a Savior in Jesus Christ, to find salvation from Joe Biden to all the rest that are controlling things and allowing for and actually knowing that it's evil, like Romans chapter 1, not only know it's evil, but encourage others to be a part of it. I beg for that young man who's caught in a homosexual lifestyle to understand something. The people that are allowing you and defending you, they're not there to save you. Their message is condemning you forever, I promise you. They don't love you. The Supreme Court does not love you. The homosexual community does not love you just because they're defending you to be this. God loves you, who's telling you that this homosexual lifestyle is an abomination, it's sin, and it will it'll draw the eternal wrath of God upon it, and you will die separated from a loving God forever. That's the truth. So receive that truth. People in churches that try to soften that, they are the worst. They're worse than the ice cold people. They are worse than the world because they're coddling something and they're damning your soul. Listen, I know what I say is not an easy word. It may sound bigoted. It may sound anything you want to call it. It's God's message of love to tell you, I can forgive you if you will turn to me. I will forgive you for every sin you've committed. And what you have become, through deception, I can heal you. I can deliver you. You're a man out there, and you have an appetite for little children. In the world, they call that a pedophile. Jesus Christ can save you. He can save you. Rather than praying upon little children, you need to pray to God. Because in your present condition, you will suffer eternal vengeance. And I'm telling you, you will not escape it. And I beg you to turn that vile abomination that you've been entertaining and participating in, bring it to the cross where Jesus Christ died for that. He took the penalty for that sin. 
if you're a woman out there today and you're in witchcraft, you're putting vexes, hexes, spells, and thinking you're in the new age or whatever. Maybe you're a lesbian like this new Afro-American lesbian woman who's now the person, the, the press secretary for the Joe Biden administration. She's spoken about it. Admit it's wrong. Confess what you're openly confessing to the world to accept is going to kill you. You are going to die the death. Your soul, there will be no male and female where you're going. Your soul will be eternally tormented. And all you're doing is letting the devil use you. And you're getting their admiration. You see, you're getting the left's admiration. You're a hero, a high five. Come be a part of us. But they don't love you because they're condemning your soul forever by allowing you and supporting you in a lifestyle that God condemns. Come out of the politics. You see, these people, they're fresh. And the devil loves to throw fresh people before the eyes of the world, talking about their lesbianism and their homosexuality and their newfound freedom that they have of being accepted in a world, all deception. I promise you, it is a lie. There's one truth. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Maybe you've been listening to this broadcast for some time and you're angry at me. You've got names for me. You don't like the way that I do what I do. I'm coming to you today in compassion, in gentleness, telling you again, repent. Repent. If you're a Christian today and you're double-minded and you're a pretender and you act like it's the end times, but it's not real, repent of the hypocrisy. Repent. If you're still in the world, flirting with the world, and the sword of the Lord has not divided you, repent. Because that bind you have to it will take you into it, especially in these last days. Get Let your gut be uncomfortable. Let what happened in the book of Acts when they said, what must we do to be saved? Oh my God, the conviction on their mind was so beautiful, but they were beyond themselves. Where is that in the churches today? Where is that? Concerts, conferences, church meetings, very little separation. Missionaries, people that go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news, they can never compromise the message of that good news. And what makes that news so good is to see how vile and dark and evil people really are in their unregenerate, unredeemed 
nature. And if the church can't preach that message, then the church is not worth its salt. And the salt that loses its savor is good for nothing but to be trodden underfoot of men. And the treading is coming. Got a number of calls coming in today. I want to take a few of them. Praise the Lord. Let's make sure everything's working here. And I'll go to my first call coming out of area code 605. It's been a long time. Good morning, Kathy and Ken Bruns. How are you today? Oh, yes. Good. Um, while I've been listening to you speaking on the subject you were bringing up, this is what came to my mind. In the Bible, it says, narrow is the way and few the be that find it. And that's what's going forth now. And then the other thing that came into my mind was this. Okay, we're in a time period now when this darkness is covering the earth and the growth darkness the people. So the evil is getting worse. And also, God is not building organized church religion, but he's building his kingdom within his people. And I would like your opinion there. Okay, when Christ Jesus returns, he will, his kingdom is going to rule and reign. Why don't we have more preaching and people telling the people what God is getting his people ready, not for another organized church, but for the kingdom? Amen. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful thought. I've been, I mentioned this during our weekend services about the glorious ingathering of the saints of God after the tribulation. When you remember what happens, Kathy, immediately after the tribulation, when the, when the trumpet sounds, you know, after the darkened blood, red moon and sky and all that. But then the, the, the trumpet sounds, Christ comes like lightning. And all of a sudden, that, that flash of light is a quickening and the dead rise incorruptible. We who are alive and remaining will be changed in the moment, the twinkling of an eye. And that all of a sudden in those glorified bodies, we will all be transported to Jerusalem, Israel, in the air over the Mount of Olives. That is an event that will take place immediately after the tribulation that we're getting ready to go into that we're called to endure. Right now, we have a measure. We have a taste of the kingdom of God in our hearts since we have been born again, we have experienced to some degree the supernatural power of God, the revelation of an ecclesia laboring together in the spirit, walking together, fellowshipping together in the spirit. There's a taste, but the day will come when the universal glory of God and the kingdom of God will fully be manifested all over this world. That will happen after the outpouring of the wrath of God in Revelation 16, 17, 18, 19, and we see the Lord return to set up his kingdom upon this earth. So, yes, it is a beautiful thought that right now the kingdom of God is within us through the Holy Spirit influence in our hearts. We get to partake to a degree, but a future unfolding and manifestation of that kingdom 
will take place all over the world. This is our future. But right now, we're getting ready to go through something. And it's he who endures to the end. So we can have that thought in mind. We can look beyond the cross to the joy that is set before us like the Lord did. We look beyond the tribulation to the joy that is set before us. We have that as an anchor and a hope to our hearts when we're going through difficult times. We, we, we reference the future when we're dealing with a harsh present reality. And yet the kingdom of God within us has the power and the potency to overcome all things that we are confronted by. That is the power of the kingdom of God actively present in the life of a believer so that we have an answer to everything, the world, flesh, and devil, that would try to take us out. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So it's all about endurance, a present kingdom, a measure of it, and then a future glory of all these things. That's my take on it. Praise God. That is our blessed hope. Glory be to God. It is in the making, and God is sovereign, and his will will be fulfilled. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Good to hear your voice. We love you both. Thank you. All right. Very good. Let's take another call coming in from area code 417. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Hello. Hello, area code 417, you're on the air. Okay, it looks like we're not going to get that call coming in. We'll take that off the air right now. Number to call, 818-369-0326. 818-369-0326 is the number to call. Uh, our last caller brought up some great information. Let me get to the comments here in the chat room. Let me see what's happening uh, in the chat room, Cindy Messman says, good morning, Pastor Vincent. Good morning to you, Sister Cindy. Uh, Phil Buswell, good morning, Pastor Vincent. Good morning, Phil. God bless you, my friend. Cindy said, I saw that red sky, beautiful. Absolutely, we were talking about the red sky I saw this morning. Uh, Carol Carey, found you on YouTube under Kevin Hauger. Yay. All right. Very good. We're staying out of trouble there. Kevin Hauger saying to everyone, Please subscribe to this site to receive notification to future live streams from Pastor Vincent. Ring the bell to receive all messages for future broadcasts. All right, Kevin Hauger, there it is. All right, let's go to, uh, praise God, Pastor Dennis Sossaman. Great Tuesday morning. You bet it is. Looking forward to seeing you, sir. Uh, Carol Carey, good morning, beloved. Found you on Facebook and YouTube. It's a good day in Jesus. Thanks, Carol. That's a good thing. All right, let's go to Miriam Buswell. Only the message of Jesus. What truth? And folks, we have a special guest here in Miriam. You're so right. The message of Jesus. It's the best of the best. Kevin Honeycutt, Pastor Kevin, good morning. Truth separates plain and simple. This message is tight but right. I was teaching, preaching this on Sunday morning and could not get an amen, even if I gave out a $100 bill. Nevertheless, I obeyed the Lord. I had some ask me after service if I was okay. Thought for a moment, maybe I missed it. Or maybe I'm off a little bit because of what's happened with my wife, Nancy. But what a relief and joy to hear the right directed balance of anointed truth. Thank you for sharing and obeying. Hey, that's good. I like it. Pastor Kevin Honeycutt. Come on, Jesus. you got to get back on this broadcast here and share the word of the Lord. I want to hear what God put in your heart, and so do our listeners. All right, uh, Dennis Sussman, Pastor Danny, 412, his word is a two-edged sword. Yes, it is. 
Uh, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt, yes, we agree. More is coming. Tammy Ivey, Democrats and Republicans are two legs from the same beast. Ah, yes. Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. All right. Very, very good. Great comments. The number to call, 818-369-0326. 818-369-0326. And then you got to press 1 on the dial pad. It's now on the screen. So if you would like to follow us, and hopefully we won't get booted off too quickly, uh, all you have to do is go to Kevin Hauger on YouTube. And Kevin is in control of that entire thing. So there it is. You to see us on YouTube, go to Kevin Hauger, and you'll be able to find us on YouTube Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then, of course, we, we broadcast on New Wine Ministry TV. Uh, for some reason, we don't get to do that uh, on YouTube, the New Wine Ministry TV that we broadcast on YouTube Saturday and Sunday nights. But Kevin knows all about it. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. The number to call right now is on the screen, 818-369-0326 is the number to call. It's the right number. Let me put it up there again because I want to hear from you. I want to hear what God is saying to you. And then, of course, we need to get that other number up there where you can get prayer. Ah, bummer. I had it. There it is. All right. 818-369-0326 is the number to call. Press 1 on your dial pad. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. And let's see. We have Gayla Lawrence is with us. Yes, left wing, right wing, some bird or same bird. You got it. Shirley Wolseley, good morning, church. All right. Good morning to Shirley in Texas. Good morning to Gayla in New York. Good morning to Tammy. God bless you, sisters in the Lord. So let me tell you what some of uh, Kevin Hauger, we will update the name soon to be in the, with our other sites. Great, Kevin. Way to go. Whatever you say, we will do. Whatever Kevin says, he's controlling these things. God bless you. Um, get ready. You know, it's hard to just let things go with me when, when I get something in my, in my spirit, like what the meaning of a contraction is. And when I asked Patricia Joy this morning, I said, honey, what, what, is, what, is the, what does the contraction mean? What is a contraction? And the information that she gave and we got was that it is when a muscle spasms. It's like a, a tightening of a muscle, a tension. We're talking about a tension, a contraction. It's going to hit the earth. And then there's going to continue, continue to be more. And this is upon us. Okay, it's quiet in the chat room. It's quiet on the phones. So I believe that my job is done today. I've done what God asked me to do. If you did not get a chance to hear this whole message, you could go back to YouTube under Kevin Hauger. You could go back to Facebook under Omega Radio. And you could listen, and I would encourage you to listen from the beginning. Prophetic things were said and spoken and declared. So make sure you get to do that. Um, I will make this available just in case anybody desires to help us in this ministry to give. Uh, You could go to nwmglobal.org under the donations tab. We would love to see that people that are out there not part of our ecclesia are giving to this work. We would love to know that you're in support of what we're doing by giving to the ministry. And you could do that by going to nwmglobal.org. The Apostle Paul said it was a partnership. And so we sow to you spiritual things. We reap your carnal things. What's the big deal? Giving an offering and donation to this work 
is a real blessing and it encourages the heart. But either way, we're going to continue to do what God told us to do. But one way you can give also is by mailing in a gift to P.O. Box 100, and that is Decatur, Arkansas, AR72722. I've got another call coming in. I'm going to go out of the way. I'm going to take this call. Say good morning, area code 865. You're on the air. Welcome to the broadcast. Good morning, good morning, good morning, man of God. Hey, we hope and trust brother. that hope and trust that everybody's happy there. They should be happy with the word, but I will give this quickly because I know your time is going. Um, you mentioned once there concerning discernment. It's so vital that people need discernment. They don't. A lot of people don't have it. But God was dealing with me about two weeks ago, and I'll share this quickly. First of all, we love you all. Love Miss Patricia. Love you all. And we're going to see you soon. Hint, hint. Amen. Next, Amen. concerning what God's dealing with me, concerning discernment, he spoke a word as in prayer, and he said, you, the people, even me, we're going to need discernment for those that are close to us. I said, Lord, what do you mean? We're going to need discernment for those that's close to us because there are some who have come in and some will leave. There are some that's come in, they're falling away. There are some that's come in, they're infiltrators. There's some that's come into your network. There's some that's coming close to you. There's some that's attracted by the anointing, some that's attracted by the word. And you're going to need discernment. Not saying everybody's bad. But because of what you said, I'm just telling you, my brother, you're on point. These birth pains, these next events, this little point here, this little thing that's taking place uh, that they're watching on media, there is more to come. And it's going to spread. And it's going to be. And people forget about things beneath and things above. We still have things above that's on the way. We still have things beneath. They've not yet erupted yet. And imagine, you know, one part of the scripture talked about even the earth uh, giving out a cry because of bloodshed, blood spilled in the ground. There's more to come. So we've got to get tight with God. We've got to get tight in Jesus. We've got to get real and, and build that relationship so we clearly hear from the Lord, utilize those gifts of the Spirit that God has enabled for the body to have, Really cultivate discernment. It's going to be needed. Pastor Kevin Honeycutt, you never, ever have to rush on this broadcast. I'm going to ask you to do something as we are going to begin our close, but you never have to. What you have to say is very important to everybody listening. And I would just ask you to close us out today in a word of prayer for the people that have been tuned in, if you would honor us to do so. Yes, sir. Heavenly Father, we thank you. As the Holy Spirit has been giving the word, we pray this word find heart and find a place in those hearts and minds of those listening today. We pray the precious Holy Spirit. We pray the Holy Ghost deal with those, comfort those, pull those, constrain those, and heal those who are broken. Lord, those who are going through such tragedies, those who are going through stress and pressures of life, those who are going through the questions of their mind. I pray, dear God, we pray, dear Lord, today in Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray, let the Holy Spirit help, heal, encourage, uplift, inspire, and, and comfort those that are going through something. 
Lord, we pray, get a hold of the body, those that's, that's uh, teeter-tottering, those that's in wrong places. Lord, grab a hold of those who have listened today and let this word, let this anointed word that was given by inspiration and unction of the Holy Ghost, let it pull, let it compel to where we run to God, we run to your word, and we run to the will of God, the safest place in the whole wide world. We pray this message today finds masses that are in the valley of decision, that they would turn their life to you and turn to you, O God. We thank you, Jesus, for this man of God and this work. Thank you, Lord, for the word, and thank you for the good report and good testimonies from this word that is going to come in as you continually use this servant and use this ministry for your honor and for your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. In the name of Yahshua, we pray. We call it done by faith. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 God bless you, man of God. I thank you so much for that. Father, I thank you for Pastor Kevin. I thank you, Lord, for his time of mourning. Lord God, that you're bringing that to a close. I thank you, Lord, that you're working deep in your son and that you're going to bring him forth at the right moment and you're going to release him to the ends of this earth, Father God, to do what you've called him to do from the beginning of time in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that his voice will explode all over this earth, Father God, and that there will be a trumpet sound coming from within his spirit and his heart in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you have sons that have been hidden that are going through many things. But, Lord, I thank you for gently bringing your son through it now. And as you're ready, Father God, to bring him forth, do so in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Father, for every person out there today that has struggled with offense, unforgiveness, fear, worry, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the eradication of those demonic spirits in the heart of of those who are pursuing you, Father God, that they will have a confidence about them and an expectation and an anticipation For they are not the subject and the object, Father God, of your wrath ever. And we just thank you that as we see things happening, it would be amazing that how true the word of God is. And Lord, you would guide and direct those that have been listening in, tuned in, and are sincere about what they're hearing, that you would keep them from the hour to come upon this earth. You would protect them and bring them into their chamber, bring them into the ark, bring them into your refuge in the mighty name of Jesus. And they will endure to the end until all passes over in Jesus' name. Next stop, Father, over Jerusalem. We love you. Thank you so much, Pastor Kevin. God bless you, my friend. I love you so much. I appreciate you. God bless you. Shalom. All right, there it is. It's going to happen. You watch and see. That voice is going to be heard all over the world. A few more comments coming in here today. Let's see. Uh, Just some amens and amens and bless Pastor Honeycutt as he faithfully follows you, Lord. Yes, Gabriel Lawrence. Okay, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Lord willing, Brian and Kathy will be on the air with us from Tennessee. Actually, from the Spirit of God. (laughs) Have a great day. Shalom. And thanks for your support. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.